Brady Saar, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services, Erskine. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan along with Sierra Doctor. We'll also hear a report from Whitney Pittman as well. National Weather Service meteorologist Todd Hamilton is based in Bismarck. Says the winter storm that's hovering over the upper Midwest should clear out by Saturday. Over western and central North Dakota we'll see some light snow, uh, blowing snow, producing near blizzard conditions at times. As we move into the eastern half of the state, we're looking at uh, more moderate to heavy snow at times, along with the strong winds. So definitely near blizzard conditions at times over probably the eastern half of the state for sure. But with all the snow, we've seen you know strong winds producing near blizzard conditions at times. Snow will continue through the day today and into tomorrow, but it uh, looks like tomorrow the snow amounts will be quite a bit lighter. And Hamilton says reports of over eight inches of snow are not uncommon. Here in Bismarck, we've through 6 a.m. this morning, we had 13.4 inches. I had a couple reports call in today. There was around 12 inches in uh, Watford City, around, uh, I think, around Jamestown, totals around 11 inches. I just got a call uh, up by Botno, 11.5 inches. In the South Dakota, I just saw a report from Aberdeen that had 7.5 inches with this storm. Uh, you get into the Black Hills, I think they had two or three feet uh, of snow in the, the Black Hills. Up in Minnesota, I haven't really heard any reports today, but I would think uh, very similar to North Dakota's. Carissa Dawes of Grassy Meadow Ranch in Michigan in North Dakota has been busy this week preparing for the heap of snow dumped on their ranch. Well, luckily this storm was somewhat planned, so we were able to plan ahead a little bit. And Monday was we made sure barns were bedded down and everybody was bedded down and had access to a barn. We let our sailboats the bedded barn, and then we also gave extra feed to to our cows and, and animals just in case we couldn't make it over there along with extra concentrate for a little bit more energy to get them through the storm. We have been able to get over to the cattle farm and feed, feed every day so we've just been adding extra concentrate and making sure they have enough energy to make it through the nasty weather. Besides clearing snow and shoveling bunks, Daw says they start calving in about two weeks and they have their annual annual production sale in about a month, so pe preparations have been busy. So we're in the middle of getting the stuff set for the, our production sale and the catalog done and stuff. And then we are also in the process of getting our calving barn ready and maternity pins set up and our corrals in front of our calving barn set up because we will be moving moving our cow herd down to the calving barn relatively quickly. Sounds like there's another storm coming in next week. So in between the, these two storms, we're going <laughs> to make sure that our cows get moved down to the calving barn because, yeah, we could have seven to ten days early, we could have a calf. Two rounds of well-organized precipitation will occur over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says the first begins Friday over the northern plains and the east uh, with the eastern Dakotas and Minnesota seeing moderate to heavy snow. Another round of snow is expected over much of the Midwest next Tuesday and Wednesday into Thursday. 
Northern Plains can expect daytime highs in the single digits below zero beginning Monday. USDA's weekly export sales report for the week ending December 8th shows corn export sales of 959,000 metric tons. That's 39% more than the previous week, but 11% less than the four-week average. Soybean export sales of 2.94 million metric tons are 71% more than the previous week and 92% more than the four-week average. Wheat export sales of 469,000 metric tons are 147% more than last week and 63% more than the four-week average. Export sales continues to be good for soybeans. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson says while the sales are good, shipments have been lagging. You look at our sales pace, we're still uh, well ahead of the USDA's expectations, uh, about 7% ahead actually. Uh, compared to shipments being slightly behind. And I think that's the number to start looking at as we get into the first and quarter, for, excuse me, first and second quarter of next year. Uh, you know, we can sell whatever beans we want, but if we're not shipping them, eventually you find out, uh, you know, some of that gets switched over to South America if their weather turns out, uh, you know, good. And Hudson says Brazil's acreage expansion also at play in these markets. That's right. And you know, the only good news about part of that is the fact that, you know, the idea of the expanded acres is already kind of baked in. Um, but if they realize it, you know, the price movement isn't necessarily done so yet. So I, I think you could have uh, kind of a, a broad-ranging market here in, in soybean trade. You know, we could make some, uh, you know, new, uh, you know, six, uh, you know, three to six-month lows and maybe some three to six-month highs, depending on how all that pans out, because there's just not a lot of breathing room, uh, you know, compared to the grains. The grain markets continue to see range-bound trade with traders looking for fresh news. Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson says the grain trade is typically slow going during the holiday season. And right now, demand is really the only thing we got to go on, you know, because right now we're done with our production season for sure. You know, and, and so we're watching weather in South America. That continues to be pretty favorable for uh, Brazil. Argentina continues to have some issues, uh, especially with hot, dry conditions. But the north, you know, up here in the in the U.S., we're looking at some good moisture moving across most of the western Corn Belt, the plains, with this snowstorm. And that is has a lot thinking that we're replenishing a lot of the, the dry soil areas that uh, from, from the summer and the fall. Martinson doesn't think interest rates are a factor right now. You know, I don't think so. I think the market had kind of worked in that, you know, half a point. Most were expecting it, even though we are seeing the stock market under heavy pressure here today. But, again, I think it's more, you know, selling the, the fact. Um, but I do think, you know, with the Fed saying that they're going to slow things down, we're only looking at probably three-quarters of a point in rate increase in 23, depending how things go, tells us that they think they might have a handle on it and they're going to try to let things work just to see what uh, kind of transpires once we get into the new year. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Grain Growers Association is looking ahead with new leadership in 2023. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Ed Kessel is the new North Dakota Grain Growers Association president for 2023. Kessel says he's looking forward to getting to work with revived energy after the pandemic. We're looking forward to, to getting into Bismarck in, in January and, and educating legislatures in the state. Uh, we're looking forward to getting into D.C. and, and, and getting some work done there. Uh, it's been two years since we've been there, and, and it's important for us to get back to those folks and, and get a farmer in front of them again. We're focused on uh, when the farm bill comes up there. We've, we've had our priorities set already. Uh, 
talking about what's what's going on there, uh, making sure we got a strong farm bill, good crop insurance, um, good good safety nets that that they've maintained, and we we keep those numbers. Another focus for 2023 will be ensuring grain market stability for North Dakota producers. Uh, we're also focused on uh, with trade increase in MAP FMD funding. Um, you know, as Neil talked about in the meeting there, we only get uh, about 50% of our markets domestic in spring wheat, and the rest has to go somewhere. And with what's happened in COVID, with what's going on in the trade wars in the past, those markets have shifted, and, and those dollars with, with being inflation also, before uh, inflation was a thing, have gotten shorter and shorter. So it's important that we get the dollars out and, and increased and being able to... Uh, Send those, send those markets, open those markets up for our wheat producers. Reporting for the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. A variety of agriculture-related issues are expected to come up for debate in the upcoming North Dakota legislative session. Former State Senator Phil Murphy, who is the legislative liaison for the North Dakota Soybean Growers Association, sees interest in expanding animal agriculture in the state. We do lag behind other states and we do believe there are plenty of opportunities given our spaces and, you know, the large amounts of feed that will be coming from crushed plants now. Um, we're trying to work with regional economic development centers and local governments to smooth out permitting processes and see what we can get with that. There is also a lot of discussion about income tax and property tax relief. There are a lot of legislators that are hesitant to go with the governor's income tax relief because it's $500 million a biennium. If you take that revenue out, it's going to have to pop up somewhere else or from somewhere else. The North Dakota legislative session will begin January 3rd. CoBank lead industry analyst and strategist Ken Zuckerberg expects fertilizer prices to stay elevated through the first quarter of 2023, but fall prices will depend on European production. Fertilizer prices have actually come down recently. Um, that has tracked the decrease in energy prices. The issue, though, is who's buying now and who's going to be buying as we get into spring application season. So we still see prices uh, to the farmer probably staying well above average levels uh, for the first part of 2023. One of the things concerning us beyond the first quarter would be when and how much European fertilizer production is going to come back online. When those supplies come, the sooner they come online, the more stability there will be in the market for farmers. And Zuckerberg says the long-term outlook is a bit more concerning. As we look from 2024 to 2026, problem and the challenge that I have, and I continue to monitor and research this, is that global liquid natural gas supplies remain tight and may not correct themselves for a few years. So given natural gas's importance in fertilizer production, of course, natural gas being used uh, uh, as both an input and uh, natural gas being used in, in terms of other parts of uh, the supply chain, to the extent there's upward pressure on that gas, there will likely be upward pressure on fertilizer.
Due to the weather, Central Dakota Egg Day set for tomorrow has been canceled and will not be rescheduled. The individual stop the bleed session with emergency medicals will be rescheduled with further information to be set. Weekly export sales report from USDA showed a combined 2021-2022 beef sale at 13,800 metric tons, 23% less than the previous week, 7% less than the four-week average. The uh, Net combined old and new year pork export sales of 22,000 metric tons are 500% more than last week's net cancellations. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Rising interest rates combined with high crop input costs are creating a lot of uncertainty in agriculture. Liberty Product Manager Matt Maloney says farmers have cited the cost of financing as one of their top concerns. Every time the Federal Board of Governors come together, it's not usually good news for the macro economy, but farmers in particular, when looking at their operating notes potentially doubling from where they were this time last year, is an extremely high increase in costs just to be able to access cash to run your farm. BASF is maintaining its 0% financing offer for the 2023 growing season. 0% financing isn't necessarily new, something new to agriculture, but some of the hoops and hurdles that farmers have to jump through to be able to access 0% financing have started to get more and more difficult. BASF has decided to make our purchasing as streamlined as possible by continuing to offer financing with as little as a $5,000 purchase of any BASF product. That's our crop protection, seed or seed treatment, and we also offer it on a, a variety of our distribution partner supplemental products that would be added to a lot of those crop protection tank mixes. National Farmers Union Senior Advisor Ann Steckel says the Inflation Reduction Act has spurred the transportation system into greener fuel usage. Well, there was a tax credit that was included in the Inflation Reduction Act to give a tax credit to sustainable aviation fuel, uh, as well as other clean fuels that reduce carbon emissions by a certain amount. Uh, and depending on the amount of carbon reduction emissions, you depends on the amount of the tax credit that you're going to get. So the Inflation Reduction Act really provided some incentives to diversify our transportation system. And sustainable aviation fuel opens a market option. Well, certainly having added value in another market for our crops like corn and beans uh, would be a welcome policy uh, and something that many organizations, uh, many companies that are looking at sustainable aviation fuel are looking at right now. And so from the agriculture perspective, you know, we're always looking for different markets. Checking numbers, uh, market numbers before we leave you this afternoon. We're seeing uh, Minneapolis wheat four cents higher, Chicago's up eight, Kansas City ten higher, corn is a couple of pennies higher, and soybeans trading down seven cents. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.